Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Tonight, I want to take a verse, and we're going to turn it inside out, okay? All of us know the story of Mary and Joseph, and they were making their way uh, into the small city so that she could give birth to the one we just said thank you to. And you know that as they came in, the Bible says, we'll go there in a moment, it says there was no room for them in the inn. We have all heard messages about no room. And there's a song, a famous song out called No Room. But as I was looking at that passage of scripture because he invited me to go there, he said, flip it upside down. Turn it around. And so tonight, from Luke chapter 2, verse 7, that's going to be our key verse. And the Bible says she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. We have all heard messages about there's no room for the Christ child. I thought we would turn it around this evening and let's make room. Let's make room. Thank you for coming tonight. You're making room. You're preparing for next year tonight. You really are. You've made room on a chilly night for Jesus Christ. So tonight as we dive into this, I want to give to you four ways that we can make room for Jesus Christ. Not just at the Christmas season, but in preparation for what God's going to be doing in 2015. Are you ready? First of all, it's going to be in our thoughts. Then we're going to look at how he moves into our time. How many know that he's... In eternity, but he also is willing to come into time. Wow. And then from there, we're going to go from the idea of our thoughts and time. Then we're going to go into all the things that we love called our treasures. And you're going to see that they link. Because where your thoughts are, that's where your time goes. And where your time goes, that's where your treasures show up. And then the last piece will be your treasures ought to include all of your tithes. Amen? So in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 27, Solomon, a very wise man, said, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Your heart's very important, not only physically, but spiritually. How many know we need to take care of our bodies? I'm not encouraging all of you to go to the gym at 5 o'clock or 5.30 or whatever other hour, but we need to take care of what God's given to us, okay? Because you're not going to get this one replaced until you get home. And your journey has not been completed. Therefore, take care of your physical well-being, okay? Watch over your heart with all diligence, 
Because if you don't take care of your heart, you know your heart's not going to take care of you. And that's not just physically, that's spiritually. So you want to be careful what you listen to. Better be careful who you hang with. Better be careful that you're protecting your heart. One has said this way, being willing to back off from behaviors that offend God is the number one sign of spiritual maturity. A lot of times we're more concerned if we are offensive to people than we are to God. Let me put it in our generic way. We want to be politically correct, meaning we don't want to offend anybody. But a lot of times we forget that we may be offending God. Spiritual maturity says that I'm going to consider God. That's what we're going to do here as we look to make room for God. Get ready to make room for God, not just at the Christmas season. As we get ready to look into 2015, make room for God. Let's make room for him tonight so that when the supernatural begins to unfold, you'll walk right into it. Let's make a declaration. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, I'm making room for you tonight. It's going to show in everything that I do. In Jesus' name. The rest of the quote goes, it shows you care about what he thinks and feels about your behavior. Do you know that God's watching tonight? He is so proud of each and every one of you. I don't mean arrogance. I'm talking about the fact that even though we may be weary and tired and our bodies feel like shutting down, we know where we are tonight. You, you do know you're here, right? Okay. <laughs> And nobody made you come. Rejoice in the Lord that you have room on the inside for God. See, those who make room for God walk in the supernatural. Let me put it this way for you. The things that is more important to God than anything in our daily walk is having a good, solid relationship with Him. Let me pause right there. I know you may be reading the rest of it. You have a solid relationship with God. That's why you're here tonight. You have a solid, I didn't say perfect. You have a solid relationship with God. It means something to you. That's why you're here. I applaud that as a minister of the gospel. And the rest of that quote says, but beyond that, it's how we treat people. Solid people develop solid relationships. I just heard last night, for just a moment, after the evening news on TV 20, immediately following that news, up comes entertainment tonight. I didn't stay there long, but I wanted to see if Solomon was right. And by golly, guess what I found out? Solomon is still right. Because he wrote much in the book of Proverbs about our thoughts. We're about to go there. And the opening... Line on entertainment tonight, last night, was about a couple where there was a murder and then suicide in the presence of a prize fighter. And part of it was because of infidelity. Solomon writes about that. And he says, wherever there's infidelity, you can expect the roar of the flesh. You ought to read. Can I give you a word of encouragement tonight? There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. I have heard it for many years, but I finally have bought in. 
Dr. Charles Stanley says it will make a difference if you're in your life if you'll read a proverb a day. That's a chapter a day. You can actually Google and have a first-class person actually read it to you every day. How many know that we're without excuse in this nation? So every, every day, every day before I walk out of the house, along with all the other things in regards to God's Word, I have one of the Proverbs tomorrow. The date will be December the 11th. Guess what Proverbs coming up? Number 11. And that's going to be read to me tomorrow morning, and it's going to challenge me. And then I look into the customs and the culture of the hour, and I see that what Solomon wrote wasn't for just then, it's for now. Would you make a declaration with me tonight? Ready? Heavenly Father, I'm making room for you and your word in the new year. Let's talk about how we can make room for him in our thoughts. Do you know it's important to know how you think? You thought it was important how other people think. It's not. It's important how you think. A lot of times we try to do things based on, well, what are they going to say? Or how are they going to respond? But it really should be, how are you going to think? How are you going to respond in view of the fact that he can see all things? So here's two verses for you tonight in regards to thoughts. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, don't be conformed to this world. I want to encourage you, this coming year, you're going to see this house do some things never been done before. You know why? Because we're not conformed to church anity. We're not conforming to the religious customs of this culture. We're going to do some things next year that are out of the box. They're going to be outside the walls. And the only way you can do that is by fulfilling Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Tonight, in just these few moments, God's inviting us to allow him to renew the process of thinking. God wants you to think. God wants to invite me. He's inviting all of us. Let's think at a different level. Let's think differently about everything. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on the things on this earth. How many know you're going to spend more time in heaven than you are down here? Boy, that was really wise, wasn't it? Come on, that was so simple, you could stay awake. You're going to spend more time in heaven than you are down here. So why not think more about what's there than here? And when you start thinking about what's there, you start bringing what is there to here. Invite the Lord to open up the arena of the heavenlies. I didn't say heaven, heavenlies. And allow him to show you how to bring what's there to here. Set your mind on things above. (laughs) I have a split going on inside my mind tonight. I'm here, but I'm already thinking about how nice it's going to sound to have the fan running. And I'm going to slide in underneath those blankets. And I'm going to drift off. Only to be (laughs) woke up early in the morning that it's time to go to the gym. 
But part of my mind is set not only on here, but I'm also thinking about how good it's going to be to be there. (laughs) Sleeping. Resting. So that you're good and ready for tomorrow. It's important to set your mind on things that are above. Those who walk in the supernatural think from that realm. They don't think from this realm to that realm. They think from that realm and live on this realm. Are you gathering this tonight? Your thoughts are critical. Your thoughts are important. Jesus thought so much about it that he turned to some of his disciples and he said, What think ye of Christ? Tonight, I want you just to think about your thoughts and set them on things that are above, not on this earth. Secondly, let's make room not only in our thoughts, but I've already given to you that he wants us to think about how are we using what we all have in common, and it's called time. Some of you have more in the bank than others. Some of us don't know what that even means. But one thing we all have in common is this. We all have 24-7. Tomorrow, the Lord willing, if we all wake up, God's going to give you 24 hours. Everybody has it. Tom Dooley said in the one-year Bible that I listen to every morning, he said this, God gives you privileges. With those privileges come responsibility. I'm talking about time. And with that responsibility of that privilege, now comes accountability. Uh, What is he saying? What is being stated there is this. The next 24 hours, you're accountable for what you do with 24 Les Brown said today to our students at the school, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we do motivational videos. He said, there is no such thing as taking a day off. That doesn't mean we never rest. That's not what he's saying. But he's saying every day you're manufacturing what tomorrow's going to look. Let me explain it to you this way. In the busyness of my day, there are times I'd like to take this thing and see how far I can send it down the field. Nobody give me a witness on that? I'm wondering what it's going to be like if the Lord tarries, if I get up around that age of 80, where I can just disregard all of this stuff that we think is so, so important. So in the middle of a day that was crazy, and I told Amy about some of it before we started this evening, I received, I'm talking about time, I received a text from Pastor B, and he was already talking about Easter. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself as I'm, I'm, I'm going through all of this muck and stuff that Amy heard a little bit about, I'm thinking, Lord God... How in the world is he out that far already? I'm just trying to get to lunch. And he's thinking about the Easter egg. Oh, man. That is what we were just talking about a moment ago when we said that we have the privilege tomorrow of having 24 hours 
And in that privilege, we've got a responsibility not to think about tomorrow, but thinking about what's coming beyond tomorrow. And out of that comes accountability. Say with me tonight, I'm making room for the Holy Spirit in my time. And the Bible says, if you would like to follow along, or you can look at the screen, Psalm 90, verse 12. Listen closely. So teach us to number our days that we may apply, oh my goodness, our hearts unto wisdom. God's interested in your heart, and we talked about that just a few moments ago, but now he wants us to apply wisdom that's tucked away in our hearts by considering our days. Like, I know what I've got to do the rest of this week, and I know there's no football on Saturday, so that means I can be doing some other things. That's tonight, but Saturday's coming. But some are extended all the way out into April of next year, to God be the glory. But in the heart, there is wisdom. And wisdom calls for plans. And when you are planning, you are preparing for what you think from there to see that it's here. Have you got that tonight? So the Bible says we need to number our days. Number, know the days. I had an individual ask me no longer than an hour ago, ask me how many years of ministry have you already been involved in? And I gave him the number and they said, oh my goodness, the wisdom that you must carry. I said, not always. <laughs> not always. But if you've walked with the Lord, there should be something that others can receive from you because your thought process has been set on eternal things, not temporary things. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, we're moving quickly. And before long, we're going to be walking out of here. And what we are now accountable for The privilege that we've had tonight in this nation is to be under the sound of the gospel. God says to us, make room for me. I've got big plans. You see, it was easy when I was younger just to take that scripture and go, no room. That's an easy one to preach. And then start just hitting on all the ways that we don't make room. And he switched it for me and said, let's talk about making room. Husbands. Make room for your family. Ladies, make room for that husband. Children should make room for their parents. You want to have a strong marriage? Continue to date the one who you love. Plan for that. What do I mean by that? So I called Robin this morning. And I said, we forgot to kiss. And I put in brackets on a text. And they call it puppy love, which really sent stuff flying. I do that stuff on purpose. Anybody, can I get a witness? Where you just go, yeah, I do some crazy stuff on purpose. And so then when I called her, I said, how'd you like that text? Real quiet, like. I said, hey, we haven't been out for a while. And then I had to make sure she understood. Let's just go on a date. I'm not setting you up. Come on, man. Come on, man. I just want to go out on a date with you. She said, well, we're going to look at the calendar. I said, what about Friday night? She said, meh. 
Because you already heard the announcements. I said, what about Saturday? He said, chilly. And I said something I won't say here. And Sunday won't work because you know we're here. So we're going to have to look at our calendars next week. But she and I need to go out on a date. You can't receive the supernatural if you're not planning for it. I wasn't talking about dating at that point. That's natural stuff. I'm talking about, I'm talking about supernatural. I know, I know, I know, I know. She's Batwoman, but she ain't that super. That stuff is natural. That's natural. I'm so glad she's not here right now. I'm not concerned about that. She don't listen to podcasts. Please, girl, don't know what you know. What I'm saying to you right now is you've got time. Time is precious, but you must plan. There has to be others like Pastor B who's already out in May. You just jumped him. Now he's going home frantically thinking about summer. Because there there are people who like to live at that level where they're thinking, oh, you say you're in June? Well, I'm already out in August. Now, let me explain it to you this way. Right now, as the football season declines, it actually is beginning to really roar because all of the coaches are out recruiting. They are looking not just at next year. They're looking for athletes who will be with them for three years. Or four years. God has great plans for your home. God has great plans for your relationships. God has great plans for your business. But he's got to get you out there. He's got to get you out there now so that when time is there, not here where we are now, that we will be able to use wisdom as we learn about those days that we planned for. So I'm going to plan for a hot date as I close this. Not the message, but time. And yes, go ahead and tell her. I'm going to set her up. It might cost me Texas Roadhouse, but it's okay. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 says that this is my launching verse. It's my launching verse, not only about dating my sweetheart, but it's my launching verse. For this ministry, for his kingdom, redeeming the time because we know the days. And see, I'm not even going to spend time there except to say this. When all the students were together this morning, as you can see, I came directly from school and this is not my normal attire in the house. I said to them today, talking about evil, I said to them today, there is a spirit of anarchy in this cafeteria. You ought to see in their faces. So I broke that down because anarchy, I said, man, you are the most disruptive, disgruntled. I said, I cannot hardly imagine. Well, I can think what must be like in your homes because every one of you are just pulling and stretching as hard as you can to do the opposite of what you should be doing. That's called evil. Let me give you a new spin on evil. It is evil for us who have minds capable of being set on things to come and we are caught up in the thicket of this moment. That's evil. When the kingdom of God is roaring to explode in our lives. 
There are people that are going to be walking in here that you've never seen before. We've been singing about them in a lot of choruses, in a lot of songs. We've been singing about the brokenhearted. We've been singing about the people that will be coming. Are you ready? Or are you thinking they don't think like I do, therefore they can't? Let's make room. Now let's talk about our treasures. And see, you're thinking... Because that's what I was thinking until he opened it up for me to see that what he thinks treasures are, are not the same that we think. When we think of treasures, we think of what's in our billfold or bank account or savings or all that other stuff. He's talking about something totally different. Have you ever noticed that Jesus talks differently than we do? He also thinks differently than we do. He's inviting us to come up to where he is. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 2. This is the Apostle Paul. He's speaking to the church. Make room for us in your hearts. But if our hearts are all cluttered up with the treasures of this world, we can't make room for the brokenhearted people that are going to come in here. We won't have room for those that are addicted to drugs. We won't have room for those who still have the spirit of Herod within their lives. We won't have room for that prostitute that's been out all over the place. We won't have any room. Here Paul is saying to the church at Corinth, make room for us. We're coming with kingdom thinking. The Spirit of the Lord is here. And we're almost finished. God is saying something to our house tonight, which is His house, which is His temple. Even if you do have that kind of a jersey on tonight. I shook hands with Him and said, we might actually be facing each other, but we'll still be brothers. I apologize that we're going to have to use the spear on you, though. I know what you're thinking, but I've already bypassed Alabama. I've set my mind that Nick Saban can be beat. You've got to set your mind on things that you know God can do. It's more important that we see it. Before it actually happens. Intellectually, you can go, I'm in the gym working out. Well, that's really good. Are you ever there? No, but in my mind I am. Well, that's not real. (laughs) When you show up and do it, now it's you. Come on, church. Why did you say that? Because the Bible says, is there anything too hard for God? And the church always answers, no, because that's what Scripture says. But have you seen him lately? In a difficult place in your life where he's making up the difference, where he's bringing you through the zone, where he is able to bring your finances up to where they need to be and then beyond so that you can say like David of old, my cup is full and running over. I'll show you the difference between thinking like the world and thinking like the king. We've all heard this statement. We're talking about treasures. There's one more verse and then we're at the finish line. And then we're going to talk about tithes. 
Have you ever heard this statement? Is your cup half full or half empty? That's nowhere found in Scripture. But always sounds so good. But what David said was this. Are you here? My cup is full and running over. Why not proclaim the prophetic word of the Lord? Why do we keep using the rhetoric just because we've heard it down here? But when you're going to live there, why not speak like he speaks? Not like King Herod. I'm tying Sunday to Wednesday. So let's just tie that real, real quick. Can we do that? King Herod had no thoughts about the Messiah. They weren't good. And they weren't eternal. It was about temporarily getting rid of the Messiah. We talked about that. Well, let's then look about his time. He had no time for the Jewish people. Well, let's talk about his treasures. It was obvious what his treasures were. Himself. Even his loved ones. He was so unpredictable. If they crossed him, he removed them as in life. Matthew 6, 21. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing in this place. It's not a hodgepodge. Today we speak about this. Come in here Sunday, it might be something totally different. I promise you, Sunday will be a connection to what God's saying in here tonight. So that even if you can't be here on Sunday, you can go to podcast and you will be able to listen and you'll be able to go, oh, I can connect the dots. This must be kingdom building. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And again, Jesus is not talking about money there. He's talking about the things that actually push him out of the way, where he has limited access. Oh, what a wonderful job that she did tonight with the tithes and the offerings. Make, let's make room for him. Robin and I were talking about what's going to be happening in January, certainly not in the Easter season, we're going to be talking about the building fund. Pastor B is going to be picking that up and carrying it. And I said to her, let's think about this. Let's plan, starting in January, we might even cut a little bit after what he just put up there tonight. We might actually take a little bit of the Christmas and set it aside. Amen, sister. Mm, There went my date, folks. Don't mess with Christmas, man. Scrooge will get you. And all his little elves. I should have said her elves. They will come and get you. They will get you quickly. But I said to her, let's plan X amount of dollars every month to set aside for the building program. This isn't home. This is all temporary. It's been nice. But I can't wait to see all that we're putting in here, put into property and into our own property and into the building program so that it will honor Jesus Christ. Yes? Not a man-made company. I'm thankful to the Lord that we're blessing Mr. Al, and I hope someday he might listen to this. But I want to release this back to him. And that he finds it better than what it was when he gave it to us, which was temporary. This is temporary. So is this. This is temporary. You're going to have to lay this down one day. 
Or you're going to have to exchange it in the rapture someday. Come on, church. Give me just a couple more minutes. So the treasure isn't the outward, which is fading and passing away. It's the eternal. It's the inward. It's the real you. That's why you're here tonight. So where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, Matthew 6, 21. And now finally. And the question is, how do I handle what he's given to me? Well, Father, you know it's the Christmas season. I'd sure love to be able to tithe and sow some seeds. And I'd like to be a part of building your kingdom and establishing the building fund. But can we start it next year? I am planning... See how sneaky we are? See how conniving we can be? But good news for you. While I'm telling God that I'm planning for next year, he already sees the whole thing. He is the Alpha and Omega. There's no need for me to tell him about next July when he already knows about the end of my life here. It's not real good to tell God how it's going to look next year when he already sees that. (laughs) Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Why am I having fun with this tonight? It's because I see myself in some of these moments. Back when I was really struggling with a lot of sin issues in my life, I still have those issues, not those, but I still have issues at times in my own life. I know none of you are there anymore. I understand. (laughs) To God be the glory for you. I used to tell the Lord, if you can forgive me this time, this won't happen again. I have good news for you. God knew it was going to happen again. That's why he went ahead and covered the whole thing with the blood. Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) Come on now. Is there not anyone that can go, you know, I said the same thing. Lord, if you can just forgive me one more time, I promise I'll never do it again. He's got to be laughing, going, man, you and I have done this before, son. But I just want you to know, I've already forgiven you. That doesn't mean easy grace. That just means I am going to get you through this storm. I am going to bring you through. And you're going to learn that your thoughts are important, that your time needs to be towards the kingdom. And above all, always give me the fact that the treasures I've put on the inside are not temporary, they're eternal. And now you're capable of releasing And what am I releasing? I'm going to release my tithes. Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. I want to pause right there. I shared it with the leadership team. I'm going to share it with you. You're not going to find out from me, and you shouldn't find out from them. I'll show you what kind of house this is. A couple of weeks ago, the offering was crazy. Like, ridiculous. And that was the Sunday that the Lord asked me to go ahead and put the little uh, offering plates up here and that there was a family that was in incredible need in this ministry. On top of that tithe that we gave, are you ready? God brought in over 800, close to nine. When it was given to the family, they took and poured, not all of it, poured some into another needy family. Do you all know what you're all going to be getting back? And you asked me not to tell you about the storehouse? You asked me not to tell you the blessings? That's what many ministries are afraid to do. And so their people shrink and shrivel. 
I'm telling you the storehouse of heaven is packed. Waiting to release to you what you need. And see if I will not open the windows of heaven. And pour you out a blessing. Uh oh. Uh oh. That it's the same word. That there will be no room enough for you to receive. When you make room for him, he so fills your rooms that you're out of room. Are you all getting this as we close tonight? If you have no room, then he can't pour anything in. If you make room, he pours so much in, you don't have enough room. Lord, Lord, I've never seen that before. Last verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you give to others, it will be measured back to you. So there's a family of four kids that attend the academy. And they are in a very difficult time in their lives. The young lady sat in my office the other day for 45 minutes and she just wept. First of all, I said, can't touch this. Because I don't want to be moved by this. And then I realized this was real. Now, wisdom should be teaching you right now. This man's been around to where he has seen the fake. Have you ever watched a movie? You think that was real tears? Come on, that's a movie. And what's crazy is I watch my wife and daughter sometimes when they get into the Christmas season, like they're in right now, like they're really in right now. Like if you want to know what they're going to do tonight, they're going to turn on one of those Christmas movies when we get home. No wonder I go to bed early. And here's what's crazy. You know, there's some tears that come in those shows. You know, it's Christmas and the snow. And, and all of a sudden, there could be little tears in Brittany and Robin's like, oh, Lord Jesus. Look at Hollywood pump it. So you got to know when it's authentic and when it's actually being set up to get down deep into your treasures. That's going to be very important for the leaders to hear that. So that when we move into 2015, we will know what is legit and what's not. The Bible says that you need to be wise as, come on church, wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. So when she just began to pour out her heart, by the way, in case you were wondering, we're done. Man, I just got caught up and the Holy Spirit showed up in the office. It's like, wow, the teacher's in education. And so I said, okay, tell me about your family situation. She said, there's two of us on the girl side and there's two younger brothers. I said, cool. My wife has been bugging me from the health department that what they're wanting to do is to help a family in need. And she stayed on it. Hello, ladies. To God be the glory. When men drop the ball the lady will absolutely pick it up and score. I can't. Be good. Be good. And so she called me as I was going over to see Kelly yesterday in Gainesville. And she said, I got to have this information. I got to have this information. All right, I know what you're saying. You guys don't have those kind of conversations? I'll get back with you. 
get off my back. Like this isn't the only thing I'm thinking about. So the young lady brought in everything that they needed information-wise, and the health department is now going to minister through giving, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. So what I'm getting ready to do is kingdom work in these closing moments. And they're going to provide an incredible Christmas for four children from another community within our district. You talk about walls coming down, but here's what I want to declare and proclaim tonight. For the health department, incredible blessings to all those workers who are going to pour into those children. They are going to be blessed. And there's not going to be enough room for all the things that God's going to pour in because when they lend, they lend as unto the Lord. Did you know that scripture? Isn't that wonderful? So blessings all over the health department. Keep clapping and blessings over my life for putting up with them. Tonight she's in the back shaking her head to God be the glory. At one point in our conversation yesterday, and I'm working, I'm diligently working to try to get better. I said, can you just give me the number of so-and-so and and let me talk to them? Let's just go administration to administration. I am... Gentlemen, can I talk to you for just a moment? Men, can I have your undivided attention? When they want information, they don't let up, do they? They don't let up. Come on, men. Come on, men. They just don't let up. I know, I know we're all looking around. I was really praying tonight that she wouldn't even come back in the auditorium until I was done because I knew it was coming. Ah. As we close, you ready to pull this all together? The Bible says that Mary, one verse and version says she pondered. Another one says she's treasured all these things that the Holy Spirit told her. I have good news for you tonight. The Holy Spirit has already begun, but He is speaking and is going to continue to speak to every one of you. When He gives you kingdom thoughts, treasure them, ponder them, consider them, apply them, and then release them. Mary did every one, and at the end, she released the Son of God. And what did he do? From the cross, you all with me? You know what he did. He told the boys, take care of my mother. (laughs) So gentlemen, can I have your undivided attention one time? Don't mess with them. Don't mess with them. Can't figure them out. Don't try. Don't even let that be an issue. (laughs) I'm trying to help you tonight. Don't mess with them. Treasure them, for they are a treasure. Oh, my goodness. They are a treasure. Where did you get that? 
from the cross in his closing moments before he said, it is finished, he looked to his boys. I'm talking about the disciples, please. And he said, take care of her. She is a treasure. No, you, God, Jesus, Jesus, I'm about to come undone. From the cross, he looks and he says, take care of her. She is a treasure. Why? Because it was the Holy Spirit who took a virgin girl. Oh, no, no, I'm not just talking about the impregnation of that. No, no, no. I'm talking about all the things that he said to her that would take place in fulfillment to Scripture. You're about to see Scripture fulfilled in your lives. You are a living treasure in the kingdom of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Applaud yourselves tonight. Come on. Stand on your feet tonight. Come on. No, 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 no. You are missing an opportunity. You are a treasure. Come on, church. Come on. I can hardly hear you. You are a treasure to the king tonight. In the kingdom, you are making room for supernatural things to take place like you've never seen before because your thoughts are heavenward because you give him time because you are willing to treasure his treasure and above all you release the tithe that he gives unto you you are a living treasure thanks for listening to this edition of forward church online We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.